With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, or good afternoon, I should say. It's 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Not our scheduled program that we usually do on Wednesday and Sunday, but we didn't get to have a show last night. I talked to the Couch Potato this morning. We're going to throw something together. Couch, how's everything going, buddy? Long time, no talk. I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, just chilling, uh, chilling, doing some work, and got uh, a little free time. So uh, you mentioned the show, and why not? Let's do it, man. First of all, thanks for coming and joining me. We we missed hearing from you. I know you've been busy. Everybody's been kind of out of the loop, I guess, except sports talk with the guys. They're one thing that's consistent that we can count on right now, but I'm hoping to get my show back regular, you know, in the next couple of weeks. It's just been crazy, as you know. Your life's crazy yeah. as well, but man, speaking of crazy, what do you think about the Clippers blowing a 3-1 lead and <laughs> losing to Houston? You're in Texas. What, what's everyone saying right now? Well, I'll tell you, most people were, you know, the the naysayers are going, we knew it was going to happen, we knew it was going to happen, and the simple fact of the matter is the Clips let one slide. And, you know, I don't know if you want to call it the hangover from last year and all the nonsense and all that stuff that went on. And I think one thing, I might be the only one talking about what happened last year. However, I still think that there is still a little bit of the hangover from things like that as well. Um, Because let's be honest, we should really have been talking about a different team taking on Golden State this year. And we're talking about the Clips. It would have been a local game. It would have been a local as well. I mean, the L.A. Clips going up against the the Sacramento, uh, you know, in reality, Golden State, which is actually Sacramento. I mean, right there in California, I mean, that would have been huge uh, for that state. Yeah, and, and, you know, I haven't heard anyone say that, but I think you could be right about the the hangover. And sometimes stuff like that takes a little longer to heal from than people just think. But I look at this team, and other than Griffin and, and Chris Paul, really what do they have what do they do to improve that team last year that was short I I really can't see you know any difference between the team from last year and this year but the Houston team being at home they just wanted it more Sonny I mean I I don't think the Clippers choked I think Houston took it from them 
Oh, yeah, and take a look at and also look at the talent on the Houston team. You can say whatever you want about the former Laker, the former guy that has made his way around to try to find a team that would put up with his uh, egoness and everything <laughs> else, and he seems to have found a home. We all know who we're talking about. Um, James Harden and him are seeming to click. And here's the huge thing about this, Brian. When you watch these teams, you're talking about a team that really started to click at the end of the season. They were getting to know each other in reality and getting set and moving on and and now the relationships are moved on into a little bit more times and it just seemed like that and we say it all the time someone turned on the light switch in Houston about two to three weeks before the season and they turned into a total different basketball team that we've seen throughout the season yeah and you look at this matchup with Golden State even though they're 0-4 in the season, I mean, that's really without Dwight Howard playing at the level that he's playing at now, and it's playoff time. You know, exactly. I can just see it in Dwight Howard's face. He wants this. He, he knows this is probably one of his last opportunities if he's going to win a championship right now to win one, and I think this team wants it more. A Golden State Rocket Series is going to be great. Well, here's another thing. When you look at the other side, I, I, I think it's Atlanta and the Cavs, right? They're 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 yeah. going at it uh, on the other side, and I think when you look at those games and you see what's going on, Atlanta has the chance of pulling off the upset. I'm gonna. I, I've already when when Houston ended up winning that game and advanced to Golden State, I picked them to win the NBA uh, title. The rest of that before, I was going I was going. LeBron wants this. I But here's the thing. LeBron's yet again carrying a Cavalier team, which he used to be on, carrying them yet again. There's nobody out there that's really putting forth an effort um, that makes a difference in reality when you look at this team going into the playoffs. Uh, you know, helping LeBron, and it, it's going to be all LeBron. If the Cavaliers win the championship, it, it, Cavaliers can, you know, and LeBron James can say, you know, it's all about me. You know, with love going out, I, I really can see Atlanta winning this series, Sonny. And you know, I'm not me a too. Hawks supporter. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon, but they play consistent basketball. They don't have one guy that, that has to score 40 points in order to win. But there's not as much pressure on the Hawks as there will be on Cleveland. And, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, the Hawks own the series during the regular season, which I know there's two different things. But the Hawks have – you know they have to have some confidence right now going playing an Eastern Conference championship and the home court advantage. And look at the fact that this is a basketball team that has been on the cusp of getting to where they are at for the last three or four years. I know the radio play-by-play guy, Bob Rathman, for this uh, Atlanta Hawks team, know him very well. Matter of fact, he was one of my first interviews ever on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And he, he, he told me straight out, this is such a total different basketball team from the years before. You know, they get rid of Joe Johnson in that big, huge contract, and then all you got left in reality – another guy um all you got is guys that are have a desire to play team basketball instead of one guy like you just said standing out and making it the lebrons or the hardens or whatever the case may be there's going to be a big difference between the atlanta hawks compared to the rockets Cavs, and or golden state they're totally different than the other three that are sitting right there and i think that's an advantage because one guy will sit for the betterment of the team it, it, could you imagine if lebron james was going to sit in those games you're not going to see lebron james sit you're not going to see 
you know, the Harden taking a seat in this game. You're not going to take a look and see Seth Curry sitting down. These these are the big differences between those basketball teams and the Atlanta Hawks. I defy anybody if they don't, you know, if they mediocrely follow NBA basketball to name a player that plays for the Atlanta Hawks. But you go to the other teams, of course you've got someone <laughs> right there. And I think that's an advantage, uh, Atlanta, compared to, to the other teams. And I think one advantage that nobody's talking about, too, is I, I like the coach for the Atlanta Hawks. He's an old mm-hmm. San Antonio Spurs assistant coach, learned under the best. And, yep. I mean, what a difference, getting rid of a pre, couple of prima donnas and hiring a coach that actually knows what he's doing, Sonny. I mean, with a system, look at this team. I mean, this <laughs> I mean, the, the payroll's down. They, they, they're they being able to make money right now, and they're winning. You want to put asses in the seat, Sonny? Win games and see what happens. So this Atlanta town is, is exploding right now because they're getting a, a chance to do something that they've never done before. I mean, it's amazing. And that hap- yeah, and that happens on all level of sports. Okay, and I'll give you an example. You know, Sonny Clark's the radio voice of the Texas Revolution. You know, their first year in existence, hardly got anybody go. They won some games at home. It was kind of interesting. The second year, you know, they won a couple more home games. Wow, you know, and the attendance come up. This year, the Revolution at home, we're talking, of course, indoor football, undefeated at home, this last game had their biggest amount of attendance in uh, the Allen Event Center than they had – uh, combined in the first season, okay? So that tells you something, okay? In the first season, I'm talking all six games at home in the first season, they went ahead and toppled the attendance uh, in the whole season in one game. Mm-hmm. So that tells you something about when a team starts winning, that means people start talking, that means, wow, I'm interested in football, even though it's minor league football, I'm interested in football. Hmm, they're actually going to be able to play for a playoff spot, or they're in the playoffs, I, maybe we'll go catch that game. And it is, and that it's a slow process. And the Atlanta Hawks have been able to do it, and their attendance also has gone up, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 17% um, from last season. And we're talk- that's a big number when we're talking major sports right there. If I remember the number, yeah. I think it's 17 Yeah, and, and you said something. They've been building up to it. You're right. They've been getting into the playoffs yep. every year. They've been falling a little short, but it's enough to keep the fans you know, hungry, wanting more, just wondering when they're going to take that next step. Well, they've done it. And and I know Cleveland, everybody's going to be on LeBron James to win this. But I think without love on this team, I think LeBron's going to wear down. And remember, Sonny, I mean, this guy's getting older. Old age is yes. not – I don't care who you are. It's going to affect him. And now at the end of the season, having to carry a team on his back, I mean, especially to beat the Hawks on the road, and then you're going to have to turn around if you do win that and beat somebody in the West, which is probably not going to happen. I couldn't see the Cleveland Cavaliers beating anybody over on that side. But it's just too much for him. When's enough enough for LeBron? I know he's Superman, but he's getting older, Sonny. Yeah, he's Superman, but here's the thing. And I'll tell you this because I'm now 48 years old, okay? And I want to just tell you, I'm beginning to feel my age, okay? And everybody says, oh, age is relative, you know. But guess what? The weight of what's on your knees, okay, from age being relevant, it takes an effect. And and and, and matter of fact, in basketball more so than football or baseball, hockey – 
it's it's kind of the same as basketball in reality. But in basketball, if you don't have your legs, you don't have your knees, okay, you're not going to do anything. LeBron has been carrying the weight on his shoulders, which means the weight distributes throughout his body to his knees, okay? Sooner or later, those knees are going to buckle, and he's not going to be able to either A, walk, B, or hold up as much as he's getting older. It's Age is relative, and age is just a number, but when it comes to the physicality of what the NBA is, it's, it's not relative. It's quite possibly the most important point for any superstar in the NBA. You can be an older football player. If you're in shape, you can go out and play. Same thing with baseball. Hell, they play until they're almost 50 in baseball. Look at the average age that most <laughs> basketball players play. And the reason, I mean, we're looking at Kobe. and What's Kobe, 34, 35? Okay, this guy's yeah, done. He's done. This guy he's is done. done. Uh, I mean, 35 is you know in your prime in uh, the NFL as well as Major League Baseball. And this guy's done. So y- you see the weight, what the toll of you know basketball takes on the body, and then the fact that a LeBron James has to carry everything up on his shoulders. He's not going to be able to do it for very much longer. So you better grab him up while he can. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. If the Hawks make the championship, Sonny, you better watch. I mean, this town's going to explode. This city's yep. going to explode. And yeah, it's and fun. I won't you even know, be not, able to get an the... interview with – I won't even be able to get an interview with Bob Rathbun after that point. He'll be doing so many interviews, <laughs> Sonny. I just can't do it. Um, you know, that's why I'm going to try – I'm going to actually going to try to grab him up and uh, do a quick interview and throw it up because, you know, he's my direct line into the NBA. And it's a good story because I'm I, – I, I'll admit it, I'm a closet Hawk fan. So much so I have the red hat with the Hawk, you know, the old Hawk, you know, the ugly logo that they used to uh-huh. have. I have me the coolest hat uh, with an Atlanta, uh, you know, old logo on it, old school. Um, that's how much I like the Atlanta Hawks, but I don't watch a lot of basketball until it gets to the last three weeks of the season. Well, I'm going to have to pull silently for them because I bashed the hell out of them all year, you know, like. And now all of a sudden, here they are, and and it's they've they've gotten here by getting better as a team, getting hot at the right time, and great coaching. So I'm not going to be a bandwagon Hawks fan, but I can pull for them just like I do the Spurs because they play team. I mean, how refreshing is it to watch a team without a bunch of egos and without without a bunch of prima donnas everywhere, just winning basketball games the old-fashioned way, playing some defense, hitting some timely threes, hitting free throws, well coached. I mean, I miss that. I miss and that's what I miss when, about the Spurs not being in the playoffs this year. Even though they yeah. got a lot of big name stars, they will take the back seat. Whoever has the high hand and have no problem with it. Why? Because they got the best coach in the game, and the best coach gets it across to a guy that says, "Just because you're that damn good, doesn't mean you need to always be out on the basketball court at any given time." And think about. It, I'm gonna ask you a question. We'll get on to football. I know that's what both of us are itching to talk about, but. You remember the days with Jordan and when they were playing the the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals, those kind of days. I mean, what's the difference between then and now to you? I mean, I used to get pumped up to watch the Eastern Conference Finals because I knew it was going to be a bloodbath. I knew it was going to be just seven games of gut-wrenching, you know. But now, I mean, what's the difference to you in today's game the and diff- then? Today's game is more, you know, I'm trying to find a better way of saying this. You know, it, it, there, 
Um, huh. it, it, the players are pussy whipped. Okay, you barely touch a football, a basketball player. They're crying foul. They look, they look like a bunch of crybabies. Whenever you know, back in the day with Jordan, Lambeer, all those guys. I mean, geez, Larry Bird. You take the rock to the basket. Guess what? You're not going to just get, you know, just a little bit touched by someone trying to block the ball. You got Lambeer. You have, you know, you have Shaquille O'Neal to a certain extent. Patrick Ewing looking to break your neck. You want to have enough balls to take the take the rock to the hoop. You were going to get some contact, and there was not going to be a whistle. Now. There's so much whistle, and everybody's talking about the um, you know basketball being finesse. It's not finesse. Basketball and it's prime, and I'm talking in its prime, and I'm talking between 85 and 95, maybe up to mm-hmm. 98. This was a physical basketball game. It was part of the game, and it's almost like not being able to hit the quarterback. It's bad for the game for it not to be that way, and it hurts the sport, and it hurts the old-timers who are the ones that are buying the tickets as well, okay? And you don't see a lot of old-timers going out to watch this new basketball game. Why? Because they think, wow, in the days of Jordan, in the days of Bird, in the days of Magic, you know, these teams hated each other. I mean, they didn't... They, they did the the politically correct handshake at the end of the day, but I'm going to tell you right now, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson didn't like each other very much during their playing days. So the simple fact of the matter is, is there's no rivalry, there's no physicality, and that's the reason why basketball has changed over the years. And you look at Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, they were real good yep. friends, but on the court they were enemies. I mean, they exactly. they hated each other. And, and I remember yep. watching Bill Lane Beer, watching the Pistons, Sonny, and you knew somebody was going to get punched in that game, whether it be Absolutely. him or whether he punches somebody, he instigates it. And, you know, being an official today's game would suck, but looking back, watching the officials back in the 80s and 90s, it was easy. You knew a foul when someone's bleeding and their head's cut open from coming to the goal. It's easy to blow the whistle. Now they're just looking for just a, a – I mean, even not even touching them, even get close to them, they're blowing a foul. They want more points in the NBA, and they think that's what attracts people. Yeah, it attracts some kids that like fast pace, but if, if I'm watching basketball, I like to see the physical part of the game. And I'm sure a lot of people are like that. Absolutely. Well, Sonny, Deflate Gate is back. I, I never got your opinion on all this, I don't think. It's been a long time yep. since we've talked about it. But what did you think about Tom Brady's suspension, the fine for the Patriots, losing the draft pick? Do you think that was a little over the top, or, or what do you think? I think the Patriots are making a huge mistake. I think the Patriots need to shut their mouths. Guess what? There's no team in the AFC East that compares to them bar none. The balls can be, and it's kind of funny that you're talking about that. I got a football in my hand. I'm tossing it up and down. (laughs) You're thinking, damn, this thing is awful fall. Um, And and I was thinking to myself, you know, Tom Brady can throw this football as well as he can throw one that's deflated. Now, did it give Tom Brady an edge? Yeah. Who cares, though, when you're talking about it? And I'm tired of hearing about the integrity of the game, okay? You can say what you want, but you don't become Tom Brady just because balls are deflated. You become Tom Brady because you throw touchdowns, you win Super Bowls, and you are a winner, okay? Straight out. You know, you want to go into that, you know, integrity of game crap, and you want to live with that, that's fine. But that game where they brought it up was against the Colts. They buried them. Okay, add a couple pounds to the ball. Okay, maybe. 
maybe they don't score two touchdowns more than what they did. Okay, <laughs> what's the difference? By and by and large, and just for the simple fact of the matter is, is that the New England Patriots are the team of the century. Okay, and if you want to deny that all day long, you can go ahead and do so. You want to deny Tom Brady's talent, you can do so. You want to call Tom Brady a cheater. You can go ahead and do so. But I want to know how many rings are on his finger, okay? I want to know how many touchdowns that he threw for. And if anybody, if any of the voters, as far as the Hall of Fame are concerned, use this as an excuse to keep Tom Brady out, they don't deserve <laughs> to have a vote. That's just me. No, you're exactly right. And funny if I remember that Colts-Patriots game, it seemed to me that the Patriots were running the ball down their throat. I didn't see exactly. Tom Brady throwing all over him, if I, if I recall correctly. And look, if you, instead of one 17 to 14, and Tom Brady made a, some big passes at the end, yeah. But when you get beat by 40, and it's, yes. it's, it's, it's just a matter of comfort for Tom Brady. I play, he's so good. You know, it's like me when I was pitching. I want everything a certain way. You know, I want it to feel like exactly. this. It's not that he was trying to cheat. He's just trying to be comfortable out there in a the game that's hard to be comfortable in when you've got 300-pound guys running a 4-5 trying to kill you. So he's just trying to, to make it comfortable to be the best he can be. He wasn't trying to cheat, Sonny. I'm tired of people. No, he wasn't. And the reason why he wasn't trying to cheat is this rule wasn't imposed until five years ago. Okay? So you think Tom Brady hasn't been doing the same damn thing for the many years that he's been playing football? Okay. Great point. See, and this is the problem when you instigate a rule that is completely and utterly you know, ridiculous, not needed. Oh, we got to pump up the ball. I mean, pumping up a football is not going to do anything except maybe if it's wet outside, of course, he gets a better grip on the football. Who doesn't want a better grip on the football, whether it's the quarterback, wide receiver, running back, or a defensive back who wishes that he could have held onto the ball on the interception, okay? So let's be honest. You know, I, I, I have listened to it all, which unfortunately... I put myself through the abuse of listening to ESPN radio and the local radio stations around here, and I've never seen a bunch of ass-chewers to the NFL, to any. And that's the problem. There's too many people who will not, and it's the reason why we will never be on major sports radio, because we're going to sit here and bash the NFL when the NFL is really their meal ticket. Okay, You can't really get an objective uh, perspective from anybody at the NFL channel, ESPN, Fox, CBS, or anybody else who has a contract with the NFL. Why? Because they're going to kiss their ass until it's the end of the day. You have to go out independent to hear this kind of opinion without people getting in trouble for saying it or affecting how much money is going to be generated via the NFL to our business. And 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 once you get real opinions, like the one you're hearing, I'm going to tell you right now, all the ones that are on the NFL side and the integrity of the game are worried about the bottom line. That's the signature on the check that they receive each and every week, month, or season. Exactly. And, you know, Goodell, to me, fell under the pressure of the public again. Yeah, you remember did. after that Ray Rice thing, here he comes back trying to make it tougher. But this, he's trying to make a point. Hey, I'm going to do this because people think Kraft's my best friend and all this. He's trying to make, trying to act like he's cleaning the game up, but... You know, Tom Brady, if it wasn't, hadn't been for the Patriots, how good would the NFL be right now, Sonny? I mean, think about that. Without the Patriots' dominance the way they've been, I mean, would football be as exciting? 
to what? I, I, and and that is and that's a point that no one will look at because they'll say, well, you know, if Tom Brady, you know, there wasn't an integrity of the game situation going on. Okay, fine. Okay, you instigated rule five years ago. Are you going to take away from what Tom Brady did before five years ago when they weren't winning Super Bowls? Okay, come on. All right, so you're going to go back and say, well, the Super Bowls he won, those are really tainted. No, really, in reality, the only Super Bowl that's tainted, if you want to go that route, is the one they got right now. And guess what? I'm going to tell you right now, those balls were completely filled for the Super Bowl, especially after the nonsense and what everybody was talking about in the NFL. Guess what? Who still won the Super Bowl with all the balls completely uh, uh, deflated to the right weight? Who was it? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was the New England Patriots, okay? So, you know, that's the reason why this is a joke. And if you, you cannot fall upon, you know, integrity of the game, especially in a sport, okay, where the rules change from year to year, and you don't give precedence to the guys. Like the defensive backs, you know, you can't hit a defensive, uh, de- uh, um, what is it, a defenseless, defenseless. wide receiver. Guess yeah. what? Before four years ago, they were knocking the hell out of them. So you're going to think Troy Palomalu wasn't a good defensive back because he can now not blow up a defenseless wide receiver? No. Troy Palomalu, which in my opinion is going to make the, uh, the the NFL Hall of Fame who don't deserve it, but he's going to make it. Why? Because he is able to make plays like that during his career. And another reason why James Harden won't make it because well, funny, he made a great so point much afterwards. About- Oh, I'm sorry, you cut out. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Okay. No. But you made a great point, man, about, you know, let's take the Colts game away, Sonny. Let's just look at the Seahawks game. Had the Patriots came in with the ball being under scrutiny, uh, yep. Tom Brady had a terrible game. Then you look at it. But Tom Brady carved this Seattle, this great Seattle defense up, carved it up, beat them, won the Super Bowl. And it's like, okay, let's look at this. Yeah, did they break the rules? This rule, like you said, was stupid to begin with. So, yep. I mean, it's not like he was he had the headset of the other team over here trying to run their defense or trying to figure it out. He just wanted a better grip on the damn football, and I guarantee you every quarterback in the NFL does the same thing. But they're not Tom Brady. They're not under scrutiny. And Bella Cheek, they call him, you know, he's been in that, yep. that time with, with reviewing the film and doing that. It's just everybody thinks the Patriots are cheaters, and they're looking for every reason. To, to get them off the top and taking draft picks away, do you really think that's going to hurt the Patriots? No. no, because they'll go out and find a free agent to fill their spots that they need to do like they ever do because people will overestimate the talent that they have on the team and cut the wrong guy in the, the, the Patriots. In and say, I'll take them. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 oh, you're I, fine. I'm not on a cell phone. Are you on a cell phone? Yes, I'm on a cell phone. Well, that. Uh, maybe my phone's cutting landline. me in where I'm not hearing you. Yeah, oh, you're on I'm a landline? On landline. Yeah, I'm on a landline. Okay, so, but maybe yeah, mine, but I apologize. No, that's okay. But you know, the, the, it, it, it is what it is. It's people who take a look at a, it, take a look at a situation, and they, and here you got who you got. You got John Elway and Brett Favre talking. Now. John Elway to John Elway to a certain extent, I guess you can. Uh, that's credible. But when you talk about Brett Favre, okay, I, out of those two, who I think would do what Tom Brady did, Brett Favre would be the first one that I would Funny think that did it. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang up and call back in. Okay. Okay, keep he's going. gonna hang up and call back in. I'll keep it on, but. You know he's going to call back and take over the hosting uh, get duties anyway. But you look at that situation. Now you got. 
you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks out here talking, oh, we never do that, we never do that, we never do that. Well, Brett Favre and, you know, you know John Elway never had to deal with that. They put the, the, the weight in the balls whenever they want and how much they wanted. And if you don't think that they were talking to their equipment managers to say, get the ball this way, before this rule was actually implied, I'm going to say you want to be naive, go ahead. You want to believe what John Elway says, go ahead. You want to believe what Brett Favre says, Go ahead, but they're going to be. It is the biggest hypocrisy I have heard from these quarterbacks coming back and saying, "Oh, the integrity of the game, crap," because they did the same damn thing. Especially Elway, especially uh, anybody who thinks that you know that are the quarterbacks and the Hall of Fame quarterbacks and stuff like that. They never had to deal with a you know amount of air that was in the ball. That was never a rule. It was never a big thing. So John Elway and Brett Favre, I think, I think they need to shut their mouths because they have not played in that era where this is a rule. And I will tell you right now, I would even go to the extent to say that John Elway and Brett Favre would have done the same damn thing if those rules were in place during the time. And all of a sudden they have a new rule as their quarterback. Yeah, still get the air out of the ball. It's a joke. You back there, big man? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm back and. I just I wonder after the appeal what's going to happen. I mean, are we going to see a reduced suspension for Tom Brady? Are we going to see it just stand up? And how are the Patriots going to do if they their first four games are without Brady? I mean, this team's got a tough schedule their first four games, honey. Who cares? I mean, really? I mean, these are the Patriots. They're Tom Brady, okay? Tom Brady could be out for four games, and it's not going to affect unless the Miami Dolphins the New York Jets, and the Buffalo Bills do decide to start playing football on a consistent level from week to week and actually be a threat to the Patriots. What was it, the last uh, 12 or 13 years it's been the Patriots in the AFC Championship game? Okay, tell, tell me... Tell me that there is nothing there, okay? Now, they didn't get to the Super Bowl a couple times, but the AFC Championship game, 12 out of 13 years, okay, the other teams better step it up. They better start winning football games. They better start drafting players better. They better get better evaluations of talent on their football team before they start. And they got to start winning. I, I'm telling you right now, keep it at four games. Patriots go 0 and 4. Guess who wins the AFC the AFC East championship? Yet again, Patriots. it'll be the Patriots. You watch. You know what would be funny if they said, "You know what? We're not even going to show up to week 5. Our team, we're just going to forfeit all four games. We're going to come out fresh and we're going to run through the the schedule." I mean, that would be funny, but it's funny. I think they could do it. They could start 0 and 4 no, and think- actually win that division with ease. Absolutely, and but they go out there and they would use those four games as practices. You, you, I'm going to tell you right now. You think the superstars on that football team are going to be on the field too much during those games? They will start them, and it'll be like preseason again. Well, you know what? We're not going to win this game. Okay. My starters come out, my guys are going to come in, and then guess what? The New England Patriots will be blasted for doing the right thing for the betterment of their football team. You watch. Hey, I, I'm, I'm pulling the yeah. Karnak, and those that don't know what Karnak is, it's the guy who predicts in the envelope what will happen. And I'm telling you, that's what will happen. If the Patriots get down in a the game, they'll pull their starters, they'll be criticized all day long when everybody in their right mind who knows football knows that's the best thing to do for their football team. <laughs> 
You watch. It's kind of like the Spurs, right? Remember? Exactly. I mean, Popovich decided to rest exactly. some guys. It's his business what he wants to do. Screw the fans. I mean, yeah. you're the fans. I mean, I have a championship to win. I mean, I'm going to do what I want to do. Not think football. about the death. Think about the depth the Patriots would be able to, to to build, Sonny. If all these backups and stuff play a lot the first four weeks and then all the starters are fresh when Brady comes back, imagine how good this team could be. This may be better for the Patriots because the Patriots that's have what always I'm saying. That's what, And that's the reason why I'm saying it's a mistake for them to go ahead and appeal this because, uh, you know, for the last, you know, you know, for the last 13 years, 14 years, I mean, it's been Patriots. Okay. And guess what? And even this year it's going to be Patriots again. Bill Belichick is smart enough and Tom Brady is good enough, even with the ball completely filled at the right weight um, to be anybody on any given Sunday. And probably 80% of the time, yeah, out on the football field, and guess what? Eighty percent of the time will make you win, or at least make the playoffs. If not win the AFC Championship game, at least make the playoffs. Well, Sonny, and that wasn't surprised me at all. The backup quarterback that Belichick drafted last year, or whatever, with no film on him really for these NFL teams in the NFL to come out and catch fire, go three and one the first four weeks, just to see what what you have when Brady leaves. I mean, he only has a couple more years left, probably. So you yep. get some big experience, and you have time to prepare this this rookie kind of quarterback. I mean, he's never played much, but imagine that. What if this kid comes in and throws all over the place and they win? What are they going to say then? And then guess what? You know, there's another story is completely not even thought about. Ryan Mallett really wishes he could have stayed a Patriot last year. Because if he could have stayed a Patriot oh, I, I believe it. long, he'd be the starter. And I think that would have been the best, yeah, I the believe best it. He's a good quarterback scenario for the Patriots. He so long exactly. in that system, Sonny. I'm, I'm surprised they got rid of him. I, I am, too. I, as a matter of fact, when that trade happened, we didn't talk about it a lot. And I'm telling you right now, and now that this is going on, I can come back and say it. I was saying this to my wife when I was walking around. I said it's the dumbest move that the Patriots could have possibly done because they don't know the real talent of what Ryan Mallett's all about. And he could have he learned up underneath the best. Now, granted, he went to Houston, did nothing. Why? Because he's not used to that system, so he's got to learn a new system. If he would have been able to stay up there in the Patriot system right now, I'm telling you right now, they wouldn't have lost a step in these first four games with Ryan Mallett at the quarterback. It just wouldn't have been a problem. And frankly, I'm surprised they haven't gone back out and tried to get him back on that football team. Sonny, you remember Matt Castle? (laughs) Yes. Exactly. You know, after when he came in and looked like a world beater, signed a huge contract, and it just goes to show you, you're in a system. You learn that system. It's all about the system. Belichick mm-hmm. makes Brady. About Brady. He's a, he's, yeah, and exactly. And I think Mallett's a good fit for that. You take him out, he may not be as good until, he, like you said, he learns that new system. But mm-hmm. well, what, what other things in the NFL are going on right now that you're seeing? Well, I'll tell you what, I, 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 I have not been able to say this, so I'm glad we're on air before it happens. The Dallas Cowboys are not going to make the playoffs next year. And wow. I'm going to tell you the re- uh, Yeah. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. And no one has said this, 
And everybody, when they hear what I'm about ready to say, is going to tell me, Sonny, you've lost your mind, okay? Especially Dallas Cowboy fans, okay? The Dallas Cowboys messed up in their draft. I've been seeing how they did so wonderful in their draft. I've been reading everything about the Dallas Cowboys, how great they did. Everybody loved what they did. And I'm telling you, they completely missed the ball. And the main reason why is that their first pick, they didn't take an offensive lineman. Okay, and and I want people to think. Well, Sonny's going. Everybody's going. Sonny, have you lost your mind? I want you to look at the last four picks for your Dallas Cowboys. Okay, your Dallas Cowboys have taken four offensive linemen for the last four years. Okay, all right. That being said, their running game was based upon that offensive line. Okay, now granted, Murray is a good running back. I'm not going to deny that, and I'm not going to be there. But I'm going to tell you right now, they don't have an offensive line as good as it is. Guess what? Murray isn't running his ass off. All you got to do is take a look back in history, okay? Murray is not Walter Payton. Murray is Emmett Smith, okay? You know, Walter Payton had the wor- one of the worst offensive lines in the world, and guess what? He was the rushing champion for years before one Emmett Smith took that step over him. And why did Emmett Smith take that step over him? Because during the years that he was a Dallas Cowboy, they had the best offensive line in the NFL. They have two aging offensive linemen that they have to replace, and they did not do it this year. They went ahead and they went defense, and that was the biggest mistake in the world. To whereas if you think this offensive line is great and anybody can run behind it right now, that's fine until one of those guys takes an injury, and then then you are struggling to look for a backup or someone that can fill that hole instead of bringing in the rook that you should have brought in to solidify your offensive line for yet another three years after that. The Dallas Cowboys made the worst mistake in the world by not going out in free agency and grabbing up the guy that they needed on the defensive side of the ball that was the biggest point, which is the guy that they drafted and got a guy who was experienced back there and let Rod Marinelli go ahead and have this defense with a young offensive line and protect Tony Romo. Watch the Dallas Cowboys go back, especially if there's an injury on that front line. The Dallas Cowboys will go back to the tit, and you know what I'm talking about, babies up on the tit, and they will have Tony Romo throw the ball too much, which in the turn will cause them to lose football games and miss the playoffs. It was the biggest yeah, mistake that. that they could have done this year. That's a good point. Dallas last year, and everybody talked about Romo, they talked about Murray. Neither one of them would have done anything without the offensive line and yep. being allowing Tony Romo to mix it up a little bit, not to throw it 50 times a game, allowing Murray to run the ball on third down, be able to get those first downs. The defense was getting better, but you're right, without the offensive line, and I thought they would go offensive line as well, honestly, because yep. that's how you build a team up. And you look at the Rams, what they're trying to do, it's going to oh, work. The Rams are so smart. Time. Yeah, the Rams are. are so smart. I think, and, and frankly, when I looked at the when I looked at everybody, I think the Rams made out like a total bandit this year. Not only did they get rid of the quarterback that they could not keep out on the football field because every time he walks, he'll twist an ankle or not able to hit the floor, <laughs> uh, hit the field in Sam Bradford. That was the best thing that could ever really happen to them. Um, the simple fact of the matter is, is they looked at the draft, they got the guys that they really needed, and you're right, they built that offensive line. Why? Because they Anybody that's going to go in there, don't 
A, know the system that they play, and B, will need time in order to throw the football. And the Rams, I think, are a dark horse in reality in the NFC West because of that draft, because of what they did. Because the Arizona Cardinals, let's be honest, they're going to fall off the face. They're not going to make the playoffs. I'm telling you that right now. And I don't think, to a certain extent, the 49ers are going to make the playoffs. I think only one team or two teams will make it into the playoffs, and those two teams are going to be Seattle. And if they're yeah. able to make it, the St. Louis Rams, because the other two are just, they're falling apart at the seams, and you can see it. Funny, I totally agree. What do you think about adding a, a runner like Gurley to that team? You get your offensive line down, you've been building that. You get a quarterback that you think can produce, you're going to protect him, but you add a, a game changer like Gurley. This is the NFL. These running backs. Their their life starts early. They're going to be able to produce. What do you think about having Trey Mason, Gurley in that backfield now for the Rams? I'm going to tell you that they the Dallas Cowboys did the right thing by letting Murray go just as much as the Rams did the right thing about grabbing Gurley. You're only going to get so many years out of these running backs, and guess what? Their best years is when they're coming out of college, unless they're coming out already injured taking a switch back over to what the Rams are doing. They are going to use him for four years and cut bait with him after four. And guess what? It didn't cost them millions and millions of dollars. It cost them a rookie contract, which in reality is a drop in, the, you know, drop in a pond when you're talking NFL salaries. So I think the fact of the matter is, is they did the right thing. The bad thing that they did, and this goes back to last year, and I'm going to say it again and they made a big, big mistake by not having Michael Sams on that football team. I don't care how good they're stacked up on the defense because sooner or later someone's going to go down. So if you don't think Michael Sams is good enough to start, if this guy can't be a backup in the NFL on the St. Louis Rams football team, someone's got to prejudice because I'm still pissed off about this guy. But now, granted, he brought that on himself. Okay, but at the same time, if you're really only looking at talent in reality, talent bar none, that guy should be starting in the NFL on any football team except maybe the Rams because they're stacked. So it was all a ploy. They got the Rams to drafting so they could, the NFL couldn't get beat up to say they're homophobic. And then the, they, of all teams that got him, it was a team that could easily cut him and make an excuse yep. for it. And then. You know, I would rather then have the, him, and let's take sexuality out of it. I, looking at him as a teammate, you go talk to his Missouri guys. I've heard in, read interviews, heard interviews. The perfect teammate. You know, he does. Yep. He's there for you and everything. Would you rather have him there? Would you rather have some guy that's going to go kill his friend and beat his wife? I mean, that's what pisses me off. You're trying to be all yep. holier than thou, and you're just a bunch of homophobes that that are yep. hypocrites, really. And that, and that's and the Dallas Cowboys are the ones that made the mistake again last year as well as the Rams. The Dallas Cowboys had Michael Sam on their practice squad, and who do they go out and get? Hardy. I'm going to tell you right now, give me the young buck. Hardy could fall apart, and t- not only that, he's going to miss 10 games because of his suspension. And not only that, you don't have Michael Sam that could fill that seat. Biggest mistake. Two teams making big mistakes in this offseason, and they don't even realize it. They just think, oh, it's business as usual. But when you let a guy go like that, that is huge. But if you look at it on the other side, how about 
the Rams getting rid of Sam Bradford to go over to the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles were the only ones that were smart enough to get the best backup quarterback in the NFL in Tim Tebow. Now, I've been talking about this for for two years now, okay? You can say what you want about Tim Tebow. Oh, he don't have the arm. Oh, he can't do this. Oh, he can't do that. Oh, but guess what? That's all he did is win football games in, in, uh, in Denver, and even if Bradford does go out and becomes the starter, how would you like to have a guy that knows how to run a Chip Kelly offense the way that he probably wants it to be done? If he could not get the guy that he wanted to go get, obviously the guy from uh, Oregon, you know, and uh, uh, what's his name, Martelletta or, or something like that, someone else grabbed him up, um, yeah, that went to, the quarterback that went to Tennessee in the draft. What's what's that dude? He played for Oregon last. Year. Chip Kelly's uh, quarterback. Plenty of lost. Oh, there you are. Oh, ah, okay. Are you there, All Sonny? Right. I am here. Can you hear me? You can go uh, ahead having... if you need to call back in. I'll take over the show until you call back in. I think my phone's okay, Sonny. That's what's weird about it. I've tested it on two different ones. Huh. And it keeps happening, so it may be the connection it or might something be my like phone. that. It might be no, Blog Talk be. Radio. Yeah, it might yeah, be Blog Talk Radio, to too. <laughs> but but you, look at, you look at the, the NFL right now, Sonny, and I just, you know, at first with the Michael Sam, I was against what he did. I'm still against the way he did it. He tried to use it yep. to get, when he, when he didn't need to do anything. He was going to get drafted in the first three rounds, guaranteed. And he would be on the team right now. He just kept his mouth yep. shut, and and it, and it didn't matter because what is what does it matter in your job? What sex you prefer, really, and what you're doing? It doesn't matter. So just shut your mouth, live your personal life, and and play football and get paid. See, I hope people learn a lesson from that. That everybody doesn't need to know your business. And guess what? It's not like he's going to bring his boyfriend and commit a sex act in the locker room. Okay. All right, why is it it's even brought in? You don't bring that to to work. It, it, it's just dumb. So, yeah, that that's the reason why you look at that situation. You can expound on that as much as you want, but at the same time, you got to remember. I mean, in any other job, no one is committing sex acts right there at work. So, what does it matter? You're absolutely right. I know, I know Tebow, man, you're right about like having that. That leadership as a backup, yep. having that he can play other positions, he can help mentor younger quarterbacks and help them out. He's just a winner, and having a winner yep. on your team is contagious. You start they start spreading. People start believing he's positive, and he, you know he, he's a Christian, and and that's his business too. I mean, everybody has their right to believe in what they do, but I'm telling you, Tim Tebow. One thing you look at high school, you look at college. I mean, he's a winner. He took a Denver team. To the playoffs. I know people say it's the defense, but he was still the quarterback, you know, winning a road game in the playoffs for Denver. Guess what? That defense only was as good as it was because they were able to rally around a Tim Tebow. You say what you want. Tim Tebow was the shot in the arm for that Denver Bronco team in order to make the playoffs in the first place. So you can say what you want about him, but he was the one that stepped in. Yes, the defense did a lot, but the, if the defense doesn't believe in you as a quarterback, what makes you think they're going to go out there and bust their ass in order to try to win a football game? 
He's a winner. You're right. You people try successful people try to have have winners around them, and that is the reason why the Chip Kelly move to get him was probably the best move as far as offensive, you know, off season moves uh, for their football team. Hey, is Chip Kelly just? I mean, how did he come in and show all of a sudden he's probably one of the top two or three smartest coaches? And business-minded coaches in the NFL, the guy knows how to put together a team that he wants to win with, and and now he's a racist, Sonny, because he cut a few black slingers. Well, here, here's another thing, but at the same time, he he will be he's considered exactly what you said right now, unless that football team wins, right? If that football yep. team doesn't win or they fall on their face, they're going to say, "See, we told you so." Okay, so that was only that. As far as that success is what he's going to have, that will only last so long unless he starts winning in Philadelphia. And remember, those fans in Philadelphia—they don't want you if you don't win. They will keep you all day long. They will keep the wife beaters. They'll keep the murderers. They'll keep anybody. You just win football games on Sunday. Guess what? There's nobody more reverent in the in the city of Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh over there in Philadelphia than a football player who can play and make plays on Sunday. And guess what? If their team wins. But it has to be team wins and players. Okay? You can be the best football player in the world, just ask Donovan McNabb. But if you don't win Super Bowls, guess what? You're not going to be where that's like. Exactly. Well, Sonny, I'm going to have to cut it short. I've got another text message. No, I'm not. Can you hear me? Yeah. This is Block Talk Radio. Yeah, but I, but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to cut this short anyway. I just received a text. I need to go do something right now. But Sunny, maybe later in the week we can get another program together and do one a full one. You got it. So, so, yeah. All right. Thanks, Sunny. I appreciate you, buddy. We're gonna have to cut off now. Block Talk Radio is having some issues. I'm not able to hear Sunny. He's not able to hear me. So we know it's not one of our phones. It's Block Talk Radio. So we'll be. Back on the air later this week to go through everything. Thank you and have a great week. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.